Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Hello and welcome to the Hit Shuffle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm your host, Dave. Welcome to episode three. Episode three. Right off the top, I do want to add a a couple of notes, though. Uh, In case you haven't noticed by now, we are currently a bi-weekly podcast. So every two weeks, we're going to be putting up a new episode, Sunday mornings. Uh, And also, every song that we shuffle, uh, we will be adding to our Spotify playlist, which you can find linked on our website, hitshufflepodcast.com. And I think that's all my notes. Do you have any updates? I don't believe so. All right. Speaking of Spotify playlists, what have you been listening to the past week? So I have uh, have gone back into hardcore mode again. Uh, I have been listening to a German hardcore band called We Butter the Bread with Butter. That's an absolutely amazing band name. They're amazing. Uh, the song is 20 kilometers per hour. believe i've sent it to you before it has that crazy breakdown uh, with the synths and everything in it and uh as as germans like to do as they are wont to do and their other song i've been listening to was man's not hot the cover of the british rap song which is just absolutely incredible What have you been listening to? Uh, I have been all over the place the past week. The two things I've really been rocking out, there's an electronic artist, Robert DeLong, which I was just speaking to you the other night about. Yep. A song that's a good example is called Don't Wait Up. And uh, one of the main things that grabs me about his music is that he uses live drums and samples them. And in some cases even creates the hook around that. is just different and really gets my attention yeah that video you sent me uh his setup looked a it looked torturous from a wiring perspective but b it was just absolutely insane microphones everywhere and different synths and keys and all kinds of toys and shit yeah uh including an actual joystick which is how i discovered him uh, my girlfriend had showed me the video to show me him controlling his synth with a joystick uh, and then I've also been rocking out to uh, Tiny Moving Parts. Oh, yeah. They have a new song that just came out called North Shore, which is very good and features uh, some incredible guitar fills, as Tiny Moving Parts love to do. In the room. No one! 
So that is what we have been listening to. Let's jump on in. You're up first this week, so let's see what you get. Let's roll that die. Fifteen. All right. So we got the best is yet to come from Chunk No Captain Chunk. Oh, shit. All right, so again, that is The Best Is Yet To Come by Chunk No Captain Chunk off the Pardon My French album. Matt's library comes up big yet again. Yet again. I was hoping we'd get some hardcore coming in soon. So Chunk No Captain Chunk, they are a French, I guess, pop punk hardcore band? Yeah, I guess there's not... They're kind of on that cusp of when pop punk breakdowns and... Your four year strongs and your wonder years all use synths and Yeah, it was I think now it's called Easy Core, but this was years before that was ever invented as a term. Right. I think it fits into Easy Core now for sure. Although I do have to say one of the things I noticed is their hardcore elements are more aggressive than most of the bands that did this hybrid type of sound. Right. I'd put them up there more with like a and a a data remember. Uh, where you have the super kind of light vocals and a higher vocal and then just more brutal uh, when they get into the screams and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the growling and screaming is uh, deeper and more much more aggressive than, you know, like four years strong, for example. <laughs> right. They didn't do much of the uh, much of the growling, you know, which isn't bad, but it's just it's it's bringing more hardcore into the pop punk sound than most of the other bands. Right, and there wasn't a lot around that time. They started in 2007, um, which I'd say that's kind of when A Day to Remember was really hitting their stride, too. One of the things that I found was for this album, actually, they rescheduled their entire album release tour because they got an opportunity to tour with A Day to Remember. I mean, if you get an opportunity to tour with A Day to Remember, you, you do whatever you can. Exactly, and that, I mean, that's what they said when they rescheduled, that A Day to Remember was one of their biggest influences, and that's just not an opportunity that they could pass up. Yeah, and this I, came out... Oh, go ahead. And I feel like, uh, as a fan, you should understand that, you know? Oh, yeah, and I'm sure the hardcore fans did, like, oh, well, this is A Day to Remember. It's like when um, Blink-182 took Newfound Glory out on tour. It doesn't matter what you do, you take that tour. Exactly. It's an opportunity you can't pass up. And I mean, imagine in 2012, 2013, going to see A Day to Remember with Of Mice and Men and Chunk No Captain Chunk for support. I mean, yeah, that's just, that's, that's a good show. Like, there's, there's no way you don't have fun at a show like that. Uh, now, also with uh, Chunk No Captain Chunk, they have another song release uh, that is absolutely amazing. They did a cover of All-Star on the Punkos 90s 2 compilation, uh, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, how can you go wrong going for Smash Mouth cover? Exactly. And there's breakdowns and growls and all kinds of good shit. But also this song that I, what I noticed lyrically, um, it's really a song about like burning bridges, forgetting your past, moving on kind of thing. 
I mean, it straight up opens up with, I spent the last few years pouring gasoline on every bridge. You can't get more direct than that. No, just straight to it. And I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good place to come from when you're making a hardcore song. I mean, yeah, burning bridges in a hardcore song, that, that's commonplace now. Classic. Now also, musically in the song, like we said before, the vocals are, are nice and light and kind of airy into these big growls and things like that. Uh, there's also about a minute 30, one of my favorite parts of the song, um, it kind of pauses and they hit the bell on the cymbal, just kind of out of nowhere. Always, always nice to have a fill that just hits a, hits a ride bell like that. And then it's, you know, breakdown after breakdown after breakdown, as these guys are known to do. And they're good breakdowns. It's becoming a theme on the show. You think so? Yeah. No, I mean, there's just nothing like a good breakdown. I have, I have a lot of breakdowns in my collection, so I'm, it's not the first and it's not going to be the last, that's for sure. Be more surprising when there's not a breakdown. <laughs> actually, yeah, that's true. One of my favorite parts that sticks out to me, uh, they actually do it two or three different times. It's a transition part. It just comes down to one guitar doing a single note palm muted, and then the second guitar comes in and hits a few open notes over it. And it just, it flows really well as a transition to me. And they use it, I think, going into one of the breakdowns and then coming out of either that breakdown or a different breakdown. And it, it's just a nice, quick change of pace and reset for the next section. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good that they kind of, and I have here like the... Uh, the the ebb and flow of the song, the mix of the heavy and the light parts, are are just really good. I mean, they they flow together, they go back and forth, they play off of each other. You have the like you said, the part that goes into the breakdown, and they come out of the breakdown into another part, but they kind of ease you into the next part with these little fills that they do. Yeah, it's it's a great example of changing the dynamics over the course of the song to keep it interesting. Right, and then the uh, the outro of the song, which I really like, how they have the you know, the, the kind of building guitars and the drums are hitting and they kind of build up and up and up and then have those gang vocals at the end with the screaming in the background. Uh, I just feel like it's a really good ending to the song because it brings together all the different parts of the song with like the the fills of the guitar, the breakdowns, the light vocals, and they just kind of do it all at once. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I have down too is the outros kind of your mix of classic pop punk outro and hardcore outro. You kind of have the halftime drums giving you a nice hit but then you've got the gang vocals chanting your very classic pop punk go out on a big chant oh, yeah. section oh yeah now do you remember when you first heard these guys uh, i believe it was shortly after their first album came out i'm not sure if it was the original release or the re-release you actually introduced me to this band uh, you had sent me a song off of Something for Nothing that's called Sink or Swim SOS. which was a little bit of the earlier pop-punk hardcore hybrid sound where they still had the breakdowns and some of the screaming, but it had the classic, very cheesy, uh, early Wonder Year style synth. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that song is 
awesome. I love that song. And that got me hooked on the band from the first time I heard that song. And it was just, they're very good at that style of music. And then and now, that's one of my favorite styles of music. I agreed. Now, yeah, I started listening to them when Something for Nothing came out. Uh, I didn't listen to any of their like EPs or demos or anything like that before then. I don't remember how I heard of these guys. Um, but there was this weird period of time where there were like two or three French hardcore bands that all came out around the same time that I was listening to. Yeah, I guess that was the thing, which is kind of surprising because the band, as they said themselves, had trouble building a following at the beginning because, quote, there's absolutely no rock scene in France at the time. So they had a hard time really getting a following until they started touring other parts of Europe. And then really in 2011, they signed the Fearless Records and they re-released something for nothing across the globe, which I think is really when they caught on with all the fans uh, in the UK and over here that were already big into that sound. Right. And I think that's probably when I started hearing these other bands was that when they saw, oh, Chunk No Captain Chunk went to the Americas and then went to other parts of Asia and the UK, and they're starting to get attention, then other people were looking for more of those bands, and it's just kind of built up from there. Yeah, it's like, okay, so we can be successful, we just need to go overseas to do it. Now, two things about this band uh, that, that happened. Uh, one of them was I used to drive around in a van and fix things for a living, and uh, one of my coworkers was very into your old-school gangster rap, hardcore rap, things like that. And we'd go back and forth on the radio. You know, he'd put on something, I'd put on something. Of course. And I'm pretty sure I put on SOS. Uh, and he he couldn't believe what he was listening to. And he said he 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 wished he wasn't so closed-minded when he was in high school because he was a football player and he used to listen to rap to, like, hype himself up. Right. And he was like, this shit goes way harder than anything that would have gotten me pumped <laughs> up in high school. Like, if I had this, he's like, I would have been just wrecking shit all day because it would have just gotten me so pumped. Just one of those things like he didn't even know was out there. Exactly. And I mean, it's, and it happens to all of us. Like I didn't, I never really got into the, the hip hop stuff until later. And, and, and I, I feel like, especially at that time, this was a very niche scene of music. Absolutely. You kind of had to be in the pop punk scene to be aware of most of this stuff going on. It was not anything that was near the radio or the TV that you're, you know, normal person who wasn't seeking it out would he ever hear it. Right. And also, you know, it was high school. You got your click, you had your, your scene and you pretty much stayed in that circle. But I mean, you pretty much stayed with the music of the group you were hanging out with, uh, of the scene you were in, you know, the shows that you went to, the stuff that you listened to. You didn't really branch out too much. Yeah. There were, there were not many people that were kind of cross contaminating different scenes of music. Right. You weren't like, me where I'm going out buying $3 compilations and finding all sorts of weird shit. And then the other thing, uh, there is a video online. Well, obviously it's online. There is a video for in friends. We trust it's the actual music video is them. They're like playing a house party. They're playing outside at a barbecue kind of thing. Your typical easy core kind of video for the time. Somebody went and took the first section of the song, the Hey Dudes, Are You Ready To line. And apparently the guitars line up perfectly so you can loop it. Nice. And they looped it for 10 hours. As the internet likes to do. And I don't know why, 
But if you listen to it, the longer you listen to it, the funnier it gets. And I just end up laughing my ass off listening to this dude over and over and over. Just say, hey, dudes, are you ready to? And like they have the video up and it's just him like bouncing back and forth singing it. And it just loops perfectly. I'm going to have to check that out sometime. It's oh, man, it's absolutely just sounds like a good time. It's art. It's pure art. One thing that did surprise me researching this song and this album is that the album was actually produced by noted metal producer Joey Sturgis. I'm very familiar with Joey Sturgis. Uh, back when I was doing more mixing, I would watch a lot of his stuff, a lot of his videos, the things he's involved in. I actually think I have some of his plugins. That definitely explains how they helped capture such an aggressive, heavy sound, since Joey Sturgis is known for his work in the metal and metalcore scenes oh yeah a lot, a lot of you a lot of people would know his stuff without realizing it's him and it it is it's a very well produced album very it has a great sound for the time and for the style of music if you're familiar with a lot of joey's stuff you'll realize that the drums uh he has a particular way of mixing the drums that are just make that make them huge and that's actually one of my first notes listening through the song is that the drums stand out through a the entire song oh yeah the hard sections the soft sections the drums are one of the main things that it's catching my attention so yeah that was chunk no captain chunk the song the best is yet to come off their part in my french album uh, so we're going to take a little break here and then we'll come back and it's dave's turn we're back all right so dave go ahead and roll that dial let's see what we get three nice and small number this time all right we've got you me and mount hood by pet symmetry All right, this song is off Pet Symmetry's second full-length album, Vision, which was released in 2017. And Pet Symmetry is one of the many side projects of Evan Weiss of Into It, Over It fame. Which I didn't know uh, he was a part of this band. Now, I was aware that he was a part of this band, but I was not aware that he plays bass in this band. Which is odd, considering his guitar work on Into It, Over It. Right, he's mainly a guitarist, and it sounds like it could have been him, but surprise, surprise, he plays bass, and the bass sounds amazing, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, I know Into It Over It, but I've never listened to these guys before. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a different sound. Uh, the other two guys in the group, Eric and Marcus, are actually from the band Dowsing, which is, uh, if you're not familiar, one of the uh, Midwest emo Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, you can, you can hear some of that influence too, uh, but there's obviously a lot of influence from Evan as well. Yeah, that's one thing I have here is that it, it could actually easily be reworked into it, into it over a track if you just gave Evan an acoustic guitar and let him go. I mean, it, it wouldn't feel too out of place off of, say, like proper, right. one of the full band into it over it releases. Um, but it does have a, 
a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah. And it's got a very nice groove to it. It just kind of, you get that sliding guitar and bass part right from the beginning. It just kind of, just sets the mood right off the bat. You're just, you're just vibing. It just, it grabs you and pulls you in and it's got a nice bounce to it. But the, uh, the instruments don't really overtake the focus. You're still listening to the vocals and the story of the song, which, which I found uh, really fitting, which is basically just you're tired and worn out and working too much, and then you need to take a much-needed vacation, and you're just vibing out. Right, and they are just good classic emo lyrics. Like, it's it's just a front-to-back classic emo song. Yeah. Been working too much, too many hours, burn out, need to go go camping in this case, it sounds like. Yeah, now if there was... I don't know. I don't know if there is a music video. I couldn't find anything, uh, but I could see it as soon as I started hearing the song. Uh, it's just one of those like sun drenched, like light pastel filtered video of people going to the river. You know, just like having a good time. It's definitely got that feeling. Yeah, it's if an Instagram filter could have a song, it would be this. Exactly, and it's just. It embodies that feeling perfectly, and you just kind of can't help but just sit there and bounce a little bit, nod your head while you're listening to it, and like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind a nice vacation. It's a, uh, it's just, it's just chill. It's just kind of got that vaguely nostalgic feeling, even though it's not really talking about anything from the past necessarily. Right, and it's, it's simple. There's not a lot to it. The parts aren't super complicated. There's not a whole a whole lot of instruments going on, and it's just it's just bouncy. You just kind of sit there and bounce back and forth to it. And a lot of people tend to overcomplicate and think if they're not happy with a song that they need to add more to it. Right. And this is just, a good example of you don't need more. Sometimes you just need some simple framework, nice lyrics. You just need to do it well. Right. This is a prime example of less is more. Because. Uh, one of the things that I noticed that's just a little change is uh, towards the last chorus and outro, they add a little synth. Yep. That's uh, bobbing along with the melody, and it's not all that big of a part, but it definitely changes the feel towards the end. Yeah, I mean, it's it. It's a good way to add to the song as you're going through it, but it's, it's hitting on that bounce that you're already doing anyway, so you don't necessarily realize it's there until it fades out at the end. Yeah, it's ju- it just kind of adds a little bit of flavor, and then afterwards you're like, okay, yeah. And you're like, oh, the song's done now. Speaking of the end of the song, I really like the way they executed the end of the song, stopping it, a measure short and ending on the lyric I've worked too hard to feel so empty but for the first time there's no second part every yeah. other time that hook comes up there's a second line to it a second half and the way it just kind of ends on that as the music stops and fades out just kind of feels like it fits that, you know, even after the vacation, you're still a little too tired and worn out. Yeah, it doesn't solve everything. 
Uh, one thing though, with the, the vocals that I really like, I don't really know how to completely explain it, but listening to it, the vocals fill in the empty space really well. Yeah, it's definitely, I don't know if that's more of a production thing or a songwriting thing, but the vocals and the music don't clash at all. No. The vocals just, the vocals just sit in a very good place. Yeah. One interesting note I discovered while researching this is that Evan's original band, The Progress, he actually left and started into it over it because the other guys in the band weren't interested in doing music full time. So as many people tried to do, if you can't get your band to play music, then you just do it on your own. Yeah. And Either you do it on your own or you go out and find another band. And in Evan's case, he did it on his own and was quite successful at it and then found many, many other bands. Yeah. Like I said, this was my first time ever listening to this band. So where did you find them? This was a classic case of Spotify. It was something that came up on a daily mix quite gotcha. a few years ago, uh, probably a year or two after this album came out, because I had been listening to quite a lot of Intuit Over It at that period of time. So my daily mix popped up with this. Like, that sounds like Evan. And I looked it up, and it was Evan. Yeah, sure, Yeah, sure it was. Yeah, I've seen their name come up on some of my like daily mixes and things like that. I just happened to never listen to those mixes or playlists at the time. Uh, but I really dig this song. It's, I mean, like everything Evan's involved in, it's quality. Yeah, it's really good. Vocals are great. The music is amazing. Also really makes me want to go listen to it over it. Exactly. It's, it's just nice, uh, chill, relaxing music. Yeah, this is one of those, like, I'd put this on, hang out in the pool, the music you know going in the background beer in hand vibing not everybody's idea of pool music but definitely uh my idea of pool music oh absolutely i mean you've three episodes in you've heard my range of music but i would definitely make this my pool music so again that was you and me and mount hood by pet symmetry off their 2017 album vision Well, I'm glad I got something a little bit different this week. I think we both got something a little bit different, which is nice. And my song was The Best Is Yet To Come by Chunk No Captain Chunk off the Pardon My French album. My song was You, Me, and Mount Hood off Pet Cemetery's 2017 album Vision. Well, that was a good episode. Indeed. Indeed it was. I feel like we're, uh, we're getting a little bit better each time. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we're not getting worse. Well, if you want to hear more check out our website at hitshufflepodcast.com and be sure to check out our various social medias. And we are at hit underscore shuffle at pretty much everything. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find it all through the website uh, as well as find the Spotify playlist, which is going to have the songs from this episode and the first two episodes. So you can go in there like that, follow that. We'll constantly keep it updated as the episodes post. And I think that's everything. Everybody go and check out some new music this week. Yeah, and if, if you do follow us, tell us what you're listening to. New music's always a good thing, and I'm always down to have more suggestions for new exactly. music. Exactly. I, I don't need to increase my playlist, but I would like to increase my playlist. Yeah. Me too, me too. Bye. You can't pull my shit. That's not how this works. Hit the reverse on you. God damn it. No reverse card.
Just picture the guy from Smash Mouth in a thong. <laughs>